Yeah, I, I'm, I'm ready. I thought you'd kick us off. Hey, everyone. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute flog. <laughs> Look at how pleased with yourself you are. I'm really happy about how that went. fucking funny. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to We Watched a Thing. You got your boys B, Dizzle, and Topher in the house. I have been waiting for you to use the words, your boys. Big ever since Spider-Man Far From Home, the character who's clearly an absolute flog, <laughs> one of the ways they let you know he's an absolute flog is that he refers to himself as- Your boy. Your boy. Yeah. Well, he's just not- he, he can't pull it off because he's not cool like me. Okay. I'm I'm lucky that I can pull off your boy. Okie dokie. <laughs> but it's not just the boys here today, because who do we have here? Who's that over there? Can anyone see me? <laughs> it's well, me, Beth. It's, it, is, it is an audio medium, so nobody can see you. No, I meant one of you two. How you doing, Beth? I'm doing well, actually. Long yep. time. How you been? Yeah, when was the last time I was here? Endgame. Since then, it has grossed buster. Oh, by cheating. Bullcrap. Yes, exactly. By cheating. It had to re-release, and no one was happy with the re-release, but I guess people still paid for it. But but by the same token, probably no one is particularly disappointed that it's never it's no longer held by Avatar. That's true. Avatar didn't deserve it either. <laughs> Correct. It should be the Emperor's new groove. <laughs> yes, it should. <laughs> but what are we talking about this week, guys? This week we're talking about. Wait, I actually am confused about the title for this movie. So is it the Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw, or is it? Hobbs and Shaw, and Fast and Furious Presents is just on the poster. Well, it's weird because so on the poster it says Fast and Furious Presents, but the movie, the title just said Fast and Furious, colon, Hobbs and Shaw. In the movie sessions listings for the cinema, I believe they had Presents in there. Yeah, it's no one all knows. over the shop. Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw or Hobbs and Shaw or Fast and Furious, <laughs> colon, Hobbs and Shaw, I guess. I think any of those are acceptable. Deadpool 3. <laughs> Directed by David Leach, written by Chris Morgan and Drew Pierce. Chris Morgan, of course. We love Chris Morgan. He gave us like the last five Fast and Furious films, so you know he knows his stuff. <laughs> and clearly this film is going to be consistent with the rest of the franchise. <laughs> Nothing will get retconned. And consistent with the laws of physics. <laughs> uh, it's the ninth instalment and a spin-off of the Fast and Furious franchise, and it of course stars Dwayne Johnson and Jason Statham, as well as Idris Elba, Vanessa Kirby, and Helen Mirren. And Deadpool. <laughs> and Deadpool in a cameo. <laughs> Been looking forward to this one. Um, Ever since, well, it was a couple of weeks ago that we were around here and Beth was talking about how she doesn't much care for John Wick because it's just too dumb. And then that was followed up by, oh, when does Hobbs and Shaw come out? (laughs) (laughs) No, one thing I will say in my defence in that case is that the thing about John Wick that bores me, well, particularly about the first one, this was slightly different with the third one, is the amount of gun violence? It's just, I just, it's so, it's so boring to me. I'm sick of seeing it, uh, and that was not the case in this one. As we know, when you go to Samoa, you're not allowed to use guns anymore, <laughs> uh, and so at least this one had a bit of variety in terms of its gratuitous violence. Mm. But now you've joined the rest of your intelligentsia in seeing Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> 
That's right. There was a, there was a um, philosophical reference. There were two. There were two like highbrow references in this movie. The first one is when well, actually, they're both in the scene in which they're sitting in the cafe, and Ryan Reynolds makes his cameo. He's so great. Anyway, firstly, The Rock is talking to his daughter and asks her about a report on the old man in the sea. So you've got Ernest Hemingway in there. I don't know. Yeah, that was uh, weird. And then his name, Ryan Reynolds' character's name is Locke. So you've got Hobbes and Locke, who are two like quite famous philosophers who work together on competing ideas about, you know, like the nature of uh, man. Anyhow. <laughs> So, look, there are things in this movie. There are things in this movie to satisfy people who like to think with their brains. <laughs> sure. Are there? <laughs> <laughs> long-time listeners know that we have a rich history with the franchise. <laughs> and and I remember you saying before this movie that you didn't have high hopes because this wasn't a real Fast and Furious and you wanted them to get back to the cars. That's right. I'm a Fast and Furious purist. They have become more and more diluted as the series has gone on and become more about sort of far out action scenes rather than going back to the cars. Firstly, I never thought I would hear anyone First say principles. Fast and Furious purist. <laughs> <laughs> do you still feel that way after seeing the film? I do, yeah. So you're I not mean, in for more presents? <laughs> no, no. You had, you know, like there's a kind of a juiced up triumph that Idris Elba gets around on that was pretty cool. There's a very, very sexy McLaren that, you know, Jason Statham is driving around, but there's not enough. You do see his garage at one point, which has a whole bunch of cars. I guess we're meant to think it's as exciting to see them parked in a garage as <laughs> being driven around. And oh, dude, it's in like a little throwback to the Italian oh, that mini. Oh, yeah, that most was ridiculous. I actually, oh, come I on. I actually cringe. It's yeah. just fun. Like, what would be fun is if there's just a mini there. Yes. And people can be like, oh, yeah, because he was in that absolute shit show of a remake. What is not fun is Statham going, that's from a job I did in Italy. (laughs) Little jobbing over in Italy I did. (laughs) 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 He's got to be putting it on in this, right? Like, I know that he actually is a bit cockney, but nobody's this cockney, are they? Aren't they? We know that, and I'm just deciding this for him, like Turkish from Snatch is real Statham. Yeah. Not this rubbish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, I thought it was a funny little thing. It was very obvious, but I also didn't care. I was very soon after that distracted by the fact that he has women's clothing shrink-wrapped in his, you know, in his garage that he could just throw to his sister for her for one of her many, many costume changes <laughs> in this movie, which seems a little bit, like, serial killery to me. But anyway, I suppose yeah. if you- Yeah, it does reek of binders full of women, doesn't it? It, it really, it really <laughs> does. It really does. Anyhow. Back to the movie. <laughs> um, can I ask a question? Because my memories of the Fast and Furious films are not great. That day, yeah, <laughs> I, like, I remember nothing about that day. By the end of those films, whatever we're up to, was Fate of the Furious the last one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. By the end of that, had Hobbs and Shaw not kind of worked through their differences? Weren't they both in prison together? Or was this a different one? Didn't they, like, break out of prison? Yeah, that was at the start of one of them. Was that the start of Fate of the Furious, was it? Right. I don't know. I just felt like the whole their whole dynamic in this film, I was like, in my memory, which, again, not great, I was like, I feel like we've already done this. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in these films. You know, like, also, are we just- Is everyone forgetting that Shaw had a brother? Yeah, well, he does, he does get mentioned one or two times. And, in fact, so the voice of the Etion machine that talks to Brixton all the time- that voice sounded very, very familiar to me. 
Uh, and I, I've, I vaguely tried to Google it as I was running late to come here this morning, but <laughs> ran out of time. But did anyone else recognise that voice of the machine? So the one thing that I saw on Google before I had to shut down was that maybe it was the voice of Luke Evans. We kind of both came to the conclusion that we were supposed to care who the voice was, but didn't. <laughs> yeah, okay. This is true. It yeah. was, I, like, it was kind of, well, it wasn't significant to me, but I did think, is, is this meant to mean something? Obviously it does because at the end he says something to Hobbs about remembering him. It would make sense if it was Bard. Yeah. That would make total sense. And with the whole coming back from the dead thing yeah. as Idris Elba, it, it would make sense. Yeah. Poor Idris Elba. I love Idris. How far has he fallen? Oh, I wish he wasn't in this film. He did not. It did not need him for this. No, role. and this is get like it, maybe it's better than him being the baddie in Star Trek Beyond, where it was like you've got Idris Elba and you're going to have him under three inches of latex for the entire <laughs> film. What are you doing? Yeah. I was I was more into Idris in this than I was in Star Trek Beyond, but oh man, I want yeah. better. I want better for Idris. He apparently had the line changed. The line, look at me, I'm black Superman. Yeah. That was originally, apparently, look at me, I'm black James Bond. And That's he, too close to home. <laughs> and he, yeah, he was like, well, no. Like, th- this shit probably has sailed. Yeah. But just in case, no, I can't be joking about this because- yeah. He was like, no, look, cause I'm not black James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> That was my because that's why that's why he got cast because of his Cockney accent. You are losing any British supporters you have at this show by the second. That um that did not sound like Idris Elba. I don't know if you think it did. No, even I know that didn't. One last Cockney accent thing. I hated this film right from the start, <laughs> where the first thing you hear is this terrible, disgusting, awful rendition of one of the best songs ever written, Jim Croce's "Time in a Bottle." What the hell was with that? And it closed the film too, and it had no relevance to anything. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember being offended by it. <laughs> I remember the song. I remember thinking, "This is a strange song to it open this st- movie with." It was with, really but- strange, oh, I- right? And then they closed with it as well, and I didn't understand why ruin that song. <laughs> I just, I mean, I found the entire film just tiresome because the yeah. whole thing, like the whole thing, is shot like a film clip, which. You can take for four minutes, but there comes a point where you're just like all these flashing lights and camera that refuses to stand still. At some point, it stops meaning anything, and it's after about four minutes and 30 seconds, and you're just sitting there with this visual assault that, yeah, like the production is obviously very slick, but it's also completely meaningless. Like when we stop the film- to have a commercial for McLaren, mm. that doesn't look any different to the rest of the film. Yeah. The whole thing is just this, it's not hyper-stylized, but it's a style that I don't need in a feature film. Yeah, here's the thing. The, the film for me, it's amazing for a film with this much action to drag so much. Oh, Like, given that this film is basically wall-to-wall action scenes, you feel the runtime in this film. It's really long. Yeah, like, how much are you hoping that Ukraine- is the end of the, the film. And honestly, I thought it was. I hadn't seen a trailer, so I didn't know we were going to Samoa. It didn't need to happen. It just kept going and going and going. And there were obvious things, I think, to edit out. I don't understand why Kevin Hart was there at all. Oh, my so God. So you've had a cameo from Ryan Reynolds, which was, I think, hilarious. He's always delightful. You've had Rob Delaney. I don't know if you guys recognised him. He's, he was kind of like Shaw's handler. 
But I think that's that's enough. That's probably more than enough to have two funny cameos from people. The Kevin Hart thing was weird because, A, the movie is already very, very long, so you should be looking for opportunities to edit stuff out. His being there, there are so many inexplicable things that happen in this movie. Why try to have one entire character just to justify yeah, the fact that they Samoa. got from Moscow to Samoa? I'm sure it's difficult, but yeah. it also is not – it doesn't even come close to the inexplicable things that happen in this movie. So why try to shoehorn someone in just to explain that one thing? That's exactly that, – just, yep. just cut him out. That scene is so flat as well. Oh, oh yeah. Weird. I'm sure it's meant to be fun because, hey, we've got Kevin Hart, but it is fun. Flat. Did yeah. anyone else just think they were setting him up to be in future movies of See, it? Possibly because I know there's a big thing about The Rock and Hart together. You know, yeah. we've had like Jumanji and stuff. I know people like seeing those two together. And my biggest issue with the film, one of the best pieces of screenplay advice I ever heard was replace your ands with buts and therefores. It was Trey Parker from South Park said he learned that after about one season that instead of having a story go, this happens and then this happens and then this happens, it's much more interesting if this happens, but this happens, therefore this happens. Mm. This movie had none of that. This was just this, then this, then this. Nothing tied together. There was no flow in the story or screenplay at all. I didn't understand why we had to go to Samoa other than The Rock probably wanted <laughs> oh, to. Oh, because evidently it's off grid. <laughs> yeah. Well, A, it's not. And B, the Aetion crew found them yeah. without any explanation as to how. So, I know. so you didn't need to go there at all. I do feel like you could have also found a reasonably good mechanic to fix this machine anywhere else. Well, yeah. no, I actually, no, I don't think you can find a mechanic to fix that machine. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, that machine, so a professional. <laughs> that machine had problems that go beyond your auto repair. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> yeah, but he was able to. You could see in the shop that they had motorbikes that looked like they were from Hot Wheels. So, <laughs> and when they didn't, when when they left Moscow at that point, it was like we've got one day. Now, how long does it take to get? From Moscow to Samoa. I'm guessing that's not quick. The fact that from the moment she pricks herself, they later say she has 36 yes. hours. Yeah. And so this entire movie takes place in 36 hours. You are dreaming. Yeah. And she's already lost a chunk of that time by the time she even comes across Hobbs and Shaw. Well, so even just to get Hobbs from the States over to London- <laughs> Like and and this is like this is a blank page script. So why are you why are you writing things in that make no sense when you have total control over making them logical? Speaking of logical, prison hairdressers apparently great because <laughs> Helen Mirren rolls out. <laughs> She's in this looking film, good, looking a million bucks, doesn't she? Just but I kind of think that like that's genuinely just meant to be hilarious. Like she looks immaculate, yeah. and it's clearly absurd. <laughs> I mean, as as expected, Helen Mirren is probably the best thing about this movie <laughs> yeah. in the 45 seconds of screen time that she has. It's true. Uh, she's so great. While we're talking about the family dynamics, though. Oh, family. Yeah. Family. Can we talk about the fact that Vanessa Kirby, who plays Hattie, is just over 20 years the junior of Jason Statham? Oh, but they grew up together, mate. How the <laughs> they fuck? planned all their heists when they were ten and eight. I, <laughs> I was going to say. I mean, that can be explained away, but no, you see flashbacks. You of do. Their, yeah, they're separated by what eighteen months? Yeah, yeah a couple of years at most. They're Irish twins at most. <laughs> yeah, they should have been getting fucking Demi Moore to come in and play this role. This is bullshit. Hollywood needs to do something about this. State, yeah, Statham's fifty-two. Yeah, yeah. 
I he's think she. Not, I think no Vanessa Kirby's about thirty. <laughs> yeah. I love. I love the bit where um. I think it's Hobbs who says this. He's like, it's not nineteen fifty-five, as if he's going to go on <laughs> to say something pretty woke, yeah. and then says that she's the most something oh, like she's the most strong, capable no. woman, woman I've yeah. ever met. Yeah. <laughs> it's like um, she's not a person, mate. She's a woman, Hobbsy. <laughs> <laughs> this also occurs, P.S., in the same conversation in which Jason Statham is saying, you will not have sex with my sister as if she has no agency over her own sexuality or what she does with her own body. And and only 10 minutes. Exactly. No. Thank God. Only 10 minutes after he has sort of, you know, he pulls up in the McLaren in the street to pick her up. And The Rock is like, okay, well, we've all got to get in. He says, no, 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 just the girl, not you. I was like, A, uh, clearly The Rock will be coming with you, and B, she's not the girl. She is an MI6 agent and also your sister, yeah. you flog. <laughs> if Tover ever said that to me, he'd get a swift smack up the backside of his head. The only good thing about that scene is when I thought they were just going to shoot around this, but at some point you do see Dwayne Johnson squeezed into a McLaren. Yeah. And it is funny. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's like a clown car. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> Second week in a row, Billy, that we've got Cliff Curtis in a film we're talking about. He's gone from playing Dev Patel's dad to Dwayne Johnson's brother. That, yep. That was Makes total weird. sense, doesn't it? <laughs> I, I feel bad. Like, actors got to work. Yeah, actors sure. got to work. But I know Cliff Curtis is good. Yes. Yeah. And yet all I see him in, for the, for the most part, what I see him in is like this and the Meg. Oh. And I'm just like, oh, Cliff. Yeah. I mean. And what was his accent? Like, he, he is actually Kiwi, isn't he? He's, he's New Zealand, yeah. He sounded like, I don't know, it sounded like an Asgardian trying to do an Aussie accent or something. I was, I was very confused. Maybe that's by just his how accent. the Unos talk to each other. <laughs> Uso. 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 <laughs> Get your Samoans straight, bruh. <laughs> where, does anyone know where they filmed the Samoan? Portion of the. I mean, my assumption was that it was Samoa, and my assumption was that The Rock just wanted to go to Samoa. Mm. That's the only explanation for that chunk of the film being there. San Diego is my guess. (laughs) (laughs) I did. um, It's very clear that Samoa is not off the grid because they had very specific information about when the Etion crew were going to arrive, so much so that they had planned the meteorology of the event around their arrival. Well, we know that when they arrive, there will be a, a you know a storm hammy, hanging off the northern cliffs or whatever. They must have access to some kind of information on Samoa to know, A, when Idris Elba was due to arrive and, B, what the exact, what the skies would be doing at that exact moment in time. Serious um, microclimates in Samoa, though, apparently. <laughs> like, they're, they're fighting Idris about... I don't know, a matter of kilometres, not far. They well, the movie, like, they haven't driven that far. The movie would have you believe that the entire island of Samoa is about the size of, you know, Bungendore. Where they are, where the storm is, it's so dark you can barely see. Back at the house, daylight. I know. And this is after the sun. It went from darkness yeah. to full daylight yes. in roughly 28 seconds. Yes. Yeah. Amazing weather patterns in Samoa. <laughs> and I've, I've been to Pacific Islands. As, f- as outlandish as some of the things in this film are, the most unrealistic thing is that people from Britain aren't sweating their tits off <laughs> in, in Samoa <laughs> because those places are hot. <laughs> I was also, I mean, I was really grateful to see the storm rolling through because none of them seem to be concerned about wildfires. 
Like they set off that huge fire circle and I was like, A, you're already going to blow this fucking island to kingdom come, which I found to be kind of disturbing actually. Uh, But also you don't mind if you set the whole place alight. Why is it, did I miss something here? When the baddies roll into Samoa, the thing that lets them know that they're there is that they have these booby traps along the road, which let off off flares. flares. What if they let off bombs and killed them? Well, right, they instead su- of fireworks, well, because, because they supposedly had no weapons. Yeah, but uh, even that doesn't add up. <laughs> like <laughs> Cliff Curtis could they mechanic had, that shit. Well, they had literal flamethrowers, didn't they? They were lighting that big fire with flamethrowers. They weren't just yeah. using matches. Well, there was something in the back of the car. I can't remember how they did it. Statham just blew like, it out of his anything backside, other maybe. than fireworks. Dig a pit. <laughs> And yeah, yeah cover it with pit. leaves. If you go in old school, dig a pit and cover it with yeah, leaves. The kid from the castle could have done this better. <laughs> I'll dug a hole. <laughs> it's filling up with water. <laughs> I would like for there to be a licensing system for post-credit scenes because Why? Why? I know, they shouldn't be there. I agree with you. You should need to go through a board or something to get approval to include one. <laughs> um, this is something that the film will not be concerned with at all because the film's here to make money over a very short amount of time, doesn't care about its shelf life. But when you add in specific Game of Thrones references, mm. these scenes become irrelevant in a pretty short amount of time once Game of Thrones is not the thing that we're talking about. Not only that, are we not still a little bit soon to include such major we spoilers in a, in a release this wide? I'd have thought so. Because they literally soon. spoil the end of Game of Thrones in this movie. Yes. And I, like, I think that's a, that's a deliberate, that's a very deliberately smart-ass thing that Ryan Reynolds would have done. Like, it is too soon, therefore I'm going to say it. But it's also a massive dick move. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. <laughs> But you're right, it made no, there was no connection. It's not like there are any characters from the show cameoing in the movie. I don't, I don't know why. Again, it could, it's a very good example of something to just edit out. It wasn't particularly funny or witty, just get rid of it. See, that's, that's kind of how I felt about most of Ryan Reynolds' scenes too. <laughs> oh, and I know that you're funny. giving him such, he is funny. And look, he's enjoyable to watch. Yeah. But it's completely irrelevant. Yeah. Like, and I- it becomes a little bit rambly after a little bit in this film. You do get the sense that his, his part wasn't written. And they just said, here's For the sure. information you have to give. Yeah. yeah. You've Come got in. 10 minutes to say what you want. Come in, do dead, just be Deadpool. That's exactly it. Complete with reference to skin melting. Yeah. Yes. I was like, oh, nah. It, it I, like, gets I, I mean, like, I, I love watching Ryan Reynolds on screen as much as the next person, Who but doesn't? I, I didn't need him here. Yeah. I don't necessarily need him, and I don't think it fits in with the movie at all. But I also like neither of those things are compelling enough for me to say don't have him there. Oh, it's still, it's still so one of the fun. best things about the film. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> him and Helen Mirren. Yeah. <gasps> Imagine if they were in a movie together. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a much better spin-off. That Fast and be. Furious <laughs> presents Deadpool and the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> Copyrighted. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Deadpool. <laughs> no, because she's all cockney in this. Ah, oh, right. Deadpool. <laughs> it's me, Ella Mirren it is. I'm waiting. <laughs> Grow that thing back already. <laughs> so the, the, the scientist who makes the, uh, the scientist who makes the virus. 
Yeah. And then, it's hard to explain what it is. Because so- even the movie doesn't do a very good job of it. Correct. <laughs> the scientist who makes the virus is, is explaining to Hobbs and Shaw and Hetty at some point where they're going to have to go, where this only machine in the entire world that can extract this thing from her blood is located. Yeah. And he just, I can't remember the exact words, but he describes it something like, it's, it's the toughest place, it's the end of the world, it's X, Y, Z. And then it turns out it's in the Ukraine. I thought it was going to be, be the Chernobyl. middle of summer. Yeah, exactly. when they first turned up. Yeah. Exactly. Why describe again? You're writing the script. Why describe it this way if that is if that is not how things are going to play out, even by your own design? I, it, it doesn't make any sense. It looked it looked kind of nice. There were some trees <laughs> growing on stuff, you know. <laughs> it was full like seventies Bond style. Mm. You can tell like that the line that isn't there about I'm Black James Bond. Yeah, like. Like mercenaries and stuff. Who like who? Who are these people meant to be? Yeah, I. What? And what? And what are they <laughs> and like, even doing? They're, they're, like they're at an evil lair. Yes. In an Eastern European country yes. with henchmen. What? Are we still doing this? And they genuinely don't have jobs. I mean, when when Hobbs and Shaw go into those adjacent rooms to one another yeah. for no reason whatsoever because they both then come out into the same room on the other side. So dumb. So dumb. Yeah. What, uh, so are we supposed to believe that the design of these rooms, you need someone leaving? the Because The Rock couldn't open his door until Statham did. I think he could, but he just chose not to. He was just waiting well, to be a smartass, yeah, even though he knew he was on a forty-minute timer that was that about which he had said we should not be here when this timer goes <laughs> off. But let's wait for Statham to smack the head into every single anyway. Yeah. So when Hobbs and Shaw approach these two rooms, you've got the one mechanic on one side who Hobbs is going to fight. Then you've got you know ten or so henchmen on the other side who Shaw is going to fight. They've all been standing there looking through this mirror or this sorry this was sort of one way glass maybe watching the mechanic do his work. What are they doing? Why are they what, there? Were there monitors in the room? I thought they were looking at monitors. I don't I don't recall anything but them and a piece of glass through which they were creepily watching this mechanic do his work. Well, under maybe the car. that's their job. Once Statham goes into that room. There's an opportunity for a cool fight scene. Yeah. But like yeah, you, think, you think about the hallway in Old Boy that he fights his way down. Yeah. Great bit of action. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> yep. No wonder Dwayne Johnson's yawning next door. <laughs> yeah. It's not it's not great. There's a hint for you, filmmakers. The audience is yawning too. <laughs> <laughs> and in, when they actually go into those two rooms, they use their secret squirrel um, wall peeker device where they can see through walls, as we know, because that's how the random lady whose boobs were out everywhere had it described to them when she gave them this device. But he uses it once and then throws it away. And I remember thinking, wait, is this the last wall you're going to have to see through? This seems like a pretty specky device. You don't want to keep it on you. And then by the very next wall, if they had have used it, they would have seen Idris and all the henchmen waiting with guns on the other side. Again, why is this device even there? Why was that just edited out? Yeah. Speaking of that, lady, I don't think you've really given credence to just how much those boobs were out. Because that was... (laughs) That was kind of ridiculous, It was right? actually impressive. Like, the amount of infrastructure that would have gone into holding them in place the way yeah. they were was- Like, uh, honestly, shouldn't be scoffed that at. was too much. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I'd say that about boobs. That was too much boobs for this movie. They were really, really out there. It was there. just silly. To the point where you're going, 
who would wear that outfit? Correct. And not just what you're wearing it through an entire montage. Yeah. <laughs> like, and she's meant to have been like, you know, beating up Russian mobsters or something. Yeah. Before and after these guys arrived. Get like- a tactile neck. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just look at the trajectory of this franchise, right? So we start, they work in a sandwich shop and they race cars. <laughs> Now we literally have cyborgs and viruses that are going to wipe out like 99% of the population. And we're putting these two guys on the case. Who I'm sorry, how is either of them in contact with law enforcement? Why is The Rock not fired? Well, because he's described in the movie as the best tracker in the world. <laughs> we actually- so Billy and I saw this film together. We laughed. <laughs> You're the best tracker in the world. What like, is that? Is he? Yeah. When? <laughs> when? <laughs> we are fucked right. if that's true. Every, every movie, these guys, they're like, okay, they're FBI. They betray the FBI. They're FBI. Now they're CIA. Yeah. They betray the CIA. Yeah. Like, what is yeah. going yeah. on? He wasn't really Special Forces Army. He was always MI6 and something, something, something. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> also, though, looks like it pays to be an MI6 agent because- Hattie's apartment is fucking kitted out. Speaking of that apartment, what was with the coloured lights? Uh, do you know what? When I no one was that. even there and he went there and the whole place was lit up blue and red and purple. Yeah, it was, I, it was the advertising stuff from outside her apartment. Yeah. Which I, made yeah. the whole thing look like just the a, rip off of a Skyfall. discount version yes, of Skyfall. I wrote, this is a cheap knockoff of Deacon's amazing scene in Skyfall. Which is one of... The like you could it just is. sit there and watch that oh. scene on a loop. It you is could. stunning. It is compare that to the film clip style yeah. of this shit. Yeah, and it was like now that I'm thinking about Roger Deakins, this is even worse. Yeah. Yes. Well, and it was so not clear at all that that's what the lights were. I just assumed that she had like sick coloured lights in her apartment that she left on at all hours of the day. What did no that reason. scene achieve anyway? Nothing. It it, it, literally, it it literally achieved nothing. He goes there to look around. He he still. I don't because they probably him- won't be looking there. Yeah, at her apartment. The T one thousand will definitely try and acquire you there. Don't go. <laughs> the only thing it let me know was that he knew who she was. But I thought that was but, obvious anyway. Well, we yeah, we found that out like four minutes later exactly. anyway. Yeah, yeah. When Helen Mirren referenced your sister, yeah, there was a hint <laughs> that maybe. <laughs> I mean, if the two decades difference between them wasn't clear enough. <laughs> And it was obvious. Just look at them. They're clearly related. <laughs> because English. Yeah. <laughs> they both have English ac- accents, therefore they are siblings. Because right, in the next one you find out that Idris Elba is their cousin. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like gold member. Someone. Dwayne Johnson's their dad. <laughs> I felt like Hattie became less tough the, the longer the movie went on. By the end, she seemed to be a bit more... Uh, she wasn't entirely helpless, but she was not kicking asses the way she was in the first 20 minutes or so. Yeah, the opening scene is her yeah. opening up a can. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she literally escapes a robot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she does much better than either of the other two do yeah. by getting away from him. <laughs> Maybe it's because by the end she has survived the helicopter crash. And by the way, <laughs> how has the machine, which broke sitting in the passenger seat of a truck that could seemingly go through walls without stopping, then survive a chopper crash to the bottom of a cliff? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, th- there's a bit about that whole sequence that 
I don't quite buy. <laughs> the, ho- the whole chase. I've thought about it. The chase. Right? And I'm not convinced that the four cars with the helicopter <laughs> quite checks out. <laughs> I mean, or the rock holding onto the chain and no, pulling the helicopter buy. back. That bit I buy. Oh, doing the actual Captain America yeah. moment. I was like, this. it's not that this isn't, like, fun, but- this this isn't yours. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't done long enough ago yeah. for you to just pinch it. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was that was in Civil War, wasn't it? Yeah. Civil War's not that long ago. It would have been better if they hadn't have randomly made him put his T-shirt back on before that the, scene. When did- Why? You said to me, when did that happen? I said, as soon as they turned up- You see him up, put it on. You see him put it yeah. on. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, why did he have it off to be- The other thing for me, though- I don't think he was in pants before that. He wasn't in pants. No, but then he's suddenly in pants once he puts his shirt on. You see him put the T-shirt on, you don't see him put the pants on. Because before that, he's wearing, like, you know, a traditional kind of Islander dress type thing. Yes. Yeah, and then he whips that off and there's pants there. Yeah. (laughs) I I didn't see him whip it off. Oh, I think you did see him whip it off. You see him take it off, but there were no pant legs underneath it before he took the the traditional wear off. So at some point he has (laughs) found time. In this time critical f- series, Chuck on some pants. to throw on some <laughs> pants and put put on the t shirt that was where tucked where yeah where did he get it from? In the crevice of a pet. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, he's a big oh my man. good lord! In the beginning, when when they're coming in uh, and they're doing the split screen between him and Hobbs, uh, sorry, him and Shaw. But he has, you know, two shots of whatever spirit as he's walking back into the tattoo parlour. I was thinking, how much would it take to get The Rock drunk? Like, his metabolic rate must be so high. I don't know if he could drink fast enough to keep up with his body metabolising the alcohol. I'm happy to try. Lucky he's rich. (laughs) He would have to, like, invest a serious amount. Yeah, I'd have a sesh with Johnson. (laughs) I don't don't reckon he drinks that much. (laughs) He'll be thrilled to hear that. Like... (laughs) Look at his body. <laughs> the guy is the guy is not he doesn't have a beer belly. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed them about him. But his belly's quite No, he flat. was wearing too many clothes throughout this movie. I could not tell anything about his physique. So all in all, I'm not picking up super positive vibes from the room. <laughs> How are you guys scoring this bag of shit? <laughs> I'm going to be generous and give it a three out of ten. So, and uh, so, I can't look at you right now, knowing that you gave Tommy Boy a one. Yeah, better than Tommy Boy. <laughs> um, Bullshit. Basically, what this movie feels like because it's it's almost a buddy cop film, and it yeah. feels to me like it's a film that Shane Black would make on Valium. It's trying to be an awful lot of fun, and it barely has a pulse. It's like it's like a soft rock. Version of a of a buddy cop film. Yes, yeah. yeah. It's um, it sucks. <laughs> there were a couple of things about it I liked. I I did, even though it was it was obviously way 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 too overblown and at times quite ham fisted. I I I like the chemistry between The Rock and Statham, and I I like there were some points where they were just being mean to each other, and it and it didn't need to keep going for the whole film. But the one first one or two times it happens, you know, when Statham's calling him like a giant tattooed baby, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Is it not okay for everyone listening? These two clearly did not find it funny. <laughs> no, I th- yeah, I'll, I'll agree that uh, like in the first half hour, there's a couple of 
we don't like each other moments, which which aren't horrible. It's the fact that they never they never stop. stop. I agree. Yeah, and that does take away then from the enjoyment you get out of them from the first couple of times when they were more legitimately funny. Yeah, and then and then it, all it builds up to is that ridiculous cheesy moment where what is it that even happens? Where the rocks something happens and they literally need both of them at the same time to do something. And the rock is like, we need to work together. Like it's this big realization, and it's like. Yeah, we knew this is where this is headed, Rock. <laughs> this isn't a revelation. Your dickhead's got to get your shit together. But he's it's only it, the fate of the he's world. Like, everyone has been telling them the whole movie, you guys got to start working together. And then all of a sudden, I can't remember exactly what the moment is, but it's almost like as cheesy as, you know, when it takes two people to turn a key at the same time. Sure. For it to work. It's almost as dumb as that. Yes. And The Rock is like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Guys, I don't know if you know this, but we need to work together. It's it's no climbing the cliff in Emperor's New Group. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, bless. Um, so anyway, there were a couple of like small things that I enjoyed that made me laugh, sometimes at the expense of the movie, but sometimes along with it. Um, I'm generously giving it a four because I had it, I had enough fun that it wasn't a total waste of my time. Um, I, I don't think it respected my time necessarily, um, but I was happy enough sitting in the cinema and watching it, watching The Rock be charming and Statham being also quite in, charming. In his early way. 30s. <laughs> that, I, I can't, I can't. I think, yeah, you guys nailed it. This is way less than a five. I'm, I'm giving it a three as well. It's just like, it is the kind of movie that you can have fun with. It's not the kind of movie where you sit in there and you want to bash your head against the wall. You can have yeah. fun watching this movie. That doesn't make it a good movie, though. Agreed. So, yeah, I'm a three as well. What are you guys going to next week? Oh, someone else asked us. That's yeah. fun. <laughs> wow. That's never happened before. Yeah. Uh, and now you get to experience live the blank look on my face as I'm like, <laughs> fuck, I don't you know. Could just, you could just edit me in saying that every <laughs> single week. I believe that finally in Australia we're getting Midsommar. Quite right. Yeah. Mm. Our friend Hannah from Boozy Movies described the film as, is this what an acid trip is like? <laughs> so, I'm looking forward to, to experiencing that. <laughs> so, that's next week. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchthething.com or wewatchthething at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at wewatchthething. If you want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wewatchthething. See you, Beth. Bye. Go watch a movie. Be grown up and do it. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> Fucking. Which which one is it again? Baxter. Is Baxter, me. yeah. Baxter. <laughs> 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 These are both credits.